Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. And I want to let you know that come 2020, which is going to be an amazing year, because think about this, 2020 is a new decade, 2020 vision creates clarity. And so with that, I have really thought about the clarity and the vision I have for my podcast going forward into this amazing new decade. When I first decided to do the podcast, I wanted it to be about all things health and wellness, from um, spirituality to physical health and well-being, all of that stuff. And as time progressed, I realized it was getting a little bit further and further away from my actual background as being a holistic health coach specializing in women's hormonal health. And as my business is taking on some new projects come 2020, which I can't wait to reveal to you in the new year and beyond some new offerings that I will be offering in my business, I wanted my podcast to really reflect that. So with that being said, come the new year, you will see a new name for the podcast. And our focus is going to be a lot more around women's health, everything from women's hormonal health, um, talking about how the hormones impact the body, talking about fertility, Um, deeper dives into things like PCOS, which I know was a very popular topic that we talked about, more about endometriosis, Um, also talking about um, effective ways for women to be able to lose weight because our body's a little bit more different than men's, and then also talking about stress and cortisol levels and how to be able to reduce that. So you're going to see this podcast do a big shift in which we're going to be focusing a lot more on women's health. And therefore, the name will be reflected of that since that is my specialty. I'm also really excited because in 2020, with my schooling as being an Ayurvedic practitioner, I am going to be learning how to become a pre and postnatal doula. So I'll be offering some of that insight in there. And I just completed my two semesters of um, herbology. So you're going to start hearing more about herbalism, tinctures, and natural ways of healing your body, everything from helping you to become more fertile, helping you balance out those hormones, how to be a healthy mother, toxic-free lifestyles, and all of that. So for the guys out there, you feel free to stay tuned to learn a little bit more about what's going on with your woman. But this podcast is definitely going to be more geared towards women's health. I will be bringing on experts in a variety of different fields um, from naturopathic physicians and practitioners, to Ayurvedic practitioners, to doulas and midwives, um, OBGYNs, along with chiropractors, 
and other people that are in the functional and integrative spaces when it comes to medical health. If there's a topic that you would like me to cover, go on over to anchor.fm, find my podcast and leave me a message. I would love to hear from you on some topics that you are interested in, or feel free to send me an email at stephanie at stephanielopezgilmore.com and let me know what are some topics that you would like me to cover when it comes to women's health, in particular women's hormonal health in 2020. So that was long, but I just wanted to let you know that there's going to be some changes that will be happening in the new year. So if you are excited about that, stay tuned. For those that are subscribed, you will notice that there will be a lot more changes. The name will be changing, the branding, and everything like that will be changing. I'm also open to some suggestions, trying to figure out what um, is the name going to be for the podcast. So I'm always open to suggestions. And if you have any, again, feel free to go over to anger.fm or send me an email at stephanie at stephanielopezgilmore.com with some suggestions on some names for the new podcast that will be airing in 2020. All right. So that was a lengthy intro. I know, I know, I know. But I want to talk today about a women's health concern um, that quite a few ladies actually have. So that is endometriosis. And for the ladies out there, you probably know someone or maybe you um, are someone who suffers from endometriosis. So I want to take a dive into this and talk a little bit more about it from my perspective. Up to about 80% of pelvic pain is related to endometriosis. And about um, 176 million girls and women worldwide actually suffer from this. So that's quite a lot. So helping you overcome this is a really great way to help you find solutions to this pain that many women and young girls are experiencing. You might be wondering if you do not have endometriosis or if you have not been diagnosed with it, what exactly does that mean? What is actually endometriosis? So it is a very common um, condition. It affects one in 10 women worldwide. Girls or women who have this um, usually have tissues that are normally lines in the uterus, the endometrial tissues that grow outside of the uterus. Some of the symptoms can be um, as early as happening on their first period. They're often very silent, not painful, but it can affect the fertility However, in many cases, endometriosis will cause severe pelvic and sexual pains. Unfortunately, it's a myth that menstrual pain is normal. So having, and I tell this to my clients all the time, having even very mild cramps on a day or two or feeling a bit fatigued just prior to your period beginning is a little bit on the normal side. Some ladies do suffer this. But having to miss work or school, needing to take pain medications or lie in bed is not normal pain. This can be a sign and often is a sign of endometriosis. In addition to the significant pelvic pain, having endometriosis can also relate uh, be related to fatigue, bladder pain, insomnia, um, vaginal um, pain, and uh, bowel vaginal pain, and so much more. And a lot of times, women who suffer from endometriosis also experience bowel symptoms such as irritable bowel syndrome. IBS. 36% of these women with IBS were found to have um, concurrent endometriosis. So the risk factors of having IBS related to endometriosis and um, painful sex are very much in common. 
and is often exacerbated during menstruation and you having also a family history of endometriosis. So I'm going to talk about how endometriosis pain, your fatigue, hormonal imbalance, and infertility are all related. Yes, I'm going to say that again. Endometriosis pain, fatigue, hormone imbalance, and infertility are all related. So it's really key to understand how these stress hormones, and particularly cortisol, um, norepinephrine, and epinephrine, and the sex hormones, which is estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, affect one another and is essentially relieving um, endometriosis pain from the source. All hormones are made from dietary fat and LDL cholesterol. So again, I tell a lot of my clients who are dealing with hormonal imbalances, oftentimes they're doing a low-fat diet that is not good for their health. You need to have some kind of dietary fat in it because that helps be able to regulate your hormones. Things like cholesterol is a precursor essentially for making cortisol, the main stress-buffing hormone, and sex hormones, including things such as testosterone, progesterone, and estrogen. Just without adequate dietary fat, as I just talked about, or having too low of your LDL cholesterol, which happens a lot of times when people are going on these low-fat diets, and it's also a side effect of statin medications, there will not be adequate resources for making healthy levels of your sex hormones. So your sex hormones are going to go out of whack. That is one of the reasons why I really an advocate of having more fat in your diet not necessarily ketogenic, because I did do an episode about being um, in ketogenic diet. I'm not necessarily telling you to go down that route, but having healthy fats like nuts, seeds, oils, avocados, things like that, healthy fish and things like that are key and essential. And if you can't get it from your main sources, then looking at some kind of substitute, some kind of omega-3 and omega-4 fatty acid because you need to have these in order for your body to work. That is why you see a lot of people talk about evening primrose and all these other kind of things, fish oil and all this stuff to help with hormonal regulation. So please, ladies out there, if you're dealing with hormonal imbalance, if you're dealing with endometriosis, pain, infertility, fatigue, whatever it may be, please make sure you're getting a proper amount of fats. So women who struggle with chronic pain, stress, and fatigue of having endometriosis have many of these physical resources, fat, cholesterol, and nutrients derived from stress-buffing hormones. The endometrial lining lives outside the uterus, and it thrives on estrogen and lacks progesterone receptors. Thus, due to the lack of the progesterone receptors on endometrial tissues, the tissues can grow unchecked due to the exposure of estrogen. In addition, these low progesterone states make both quality sleep and sustaining a healthy pregnancy difficult. So progesterone in the, in most cases, not just in this case, but progesterone is what's going to help regulate out your estrogen. So if it's low and you're lacking a lot of these receptors, then that estrogen is going haywire, right? You're getting estrogen dominance and that's a whole nother thing. And I can talk about that in another episode. Maybe I'll talk about that next week in an episode, um, a little bit more of what causes estrogen dominance, how to um, be able to combat it with food and natural approaches, and what are the symptoms and how do you know that you have it, right? 
But what ends up happening with this estrogen dominance, because you don't have the regulating hormone progesterone, estrogen tends to go haywire and you start to grow a lot of this excess estrogen or endometrial tissues outside of the uterine walls, which is causing the endometriosis pain. So when we take a systems approach to healing endometriosis, we start looking at your goals and help consider the resources out there to help you out. So what's helping you become fertile? What's helping you to be able to regulate out your hormones? What support do you have at home? What are your financial resources that you have? How can we do this in a natural way that is going to help you versus harm you, right? So a lot of times you have um, patients that unfortunately go through the surgery route when it comes to endometriosis. And endometriosis can only actually be diagnosed with a liposactic surgery. So oftentimes when a client is suspected to have endometriosis, there might be other symptoms that are kind of going on and they are recommended to go in to have a surgery to be able to figure out if they actually have these tissues on the outer side of the uterine lining. Um, many conditions can cause severe pelvic pain that don't necessarily require surgery, but ruling out endometriosis is essential in order to make sure that you are making informed decisions about your next steps especially if you are looking to have anything when it comes to fertility and that becomes a very important thing for you. Having surgery for endometriosis is optional. Endometriosis is a cancer-like growth, but not necessarily cancer and is not necessarily um, life-threatening like cancer is. The women who with endometriosis also have a higher risk of handling um, endometrial cancer and ovarian cancer and some cancer-associated mutations that are going on because of the endometrial tissue samples that are going on the outside of that lining again. Endometriosis is, um, it can cause a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, and again, cause that infertility that's going on. So there's tons of routes out there. A lot of it is trying to regulate out those hormones again. But unfortunately, for some ladies out there, if you are diagnosed with endometriosis, having a skilled execution surgery may be essential to preserving your fertility. Even if the pain is relieved by less invasive measures, you might still need to go through this route. So again, looking at how can you support your body on a holistic level, how do you can support your body with less stress, being able to regulate out your hormones through the food and reduce the excess xenoestrogens that you have in your environment so that if you need to go through the route of having surgery, your body can be able to bounce back and be more balanced after that and be able to become more fertile so that you are able to have those kids that you are looking to have. Um, so again, this is pivotal for you to really understand what is going on, understanding all the options and knowing that skilled surgery may be necessarily in order for you to have fertility uh, is a key component for having an informed decision when it comes to what you are going to do with your endometriosis. As a functional nutritionist, I really look at diagnosing my clients. And when it comes to endometriosis, the patients have to decide if they want to go necessarily with surgery. I also look at how we are able to support the body through other forms, right? So taking a systematic approach to optimizing your digestive, 
immune, endocrine, nervous, musculoskeletal system, and eliminating your pain, fatigue, and other symptoms that you might have. This is a whole well-rounded approach. It's not going to cure you overnight. It needs to take time. But the big thing, and I tell everyone this because I get lots of clients that come to me and they're saying to me, Stephanie, I'm dealing with fertility issues or endometriosis or PCOS or whatever it may be, painful periods, and I want to eliminate these things, hot flashes, mood swings, all this other kind of stuff. And they wonder why I always go back and talk about, look, we need to look at your digestion because without optimal digestive function, it doesn't matter what food plan you are on or what supplements you are taking or what routes that you are doing when it comes to holistic herbal remedies, none of this is going to work well because it cannot be properly absorbed into your body. Again, if you do not work on your digestive function, no matter what type of food plan you are on, no matter what type of supplements or herbal remedies or any other kind of holistic therapies you do, your body is not able to absorb the nutrients properly. And therefore, you're really not getting the full benefit of it. Also, since GI issues can overlap with endometriosis, making the pain worse, it is very important to relieve the diarrhea, the constipation, the bloating, and any other GI issues. Because at the end of the day, inflammation stems in the gut. So in order to reduce any form of inflammation, and pain is a form of inflammation in your body, you need to really heal the gut. That's why I always tell people when I talk about hormonal stuff, like I'm also a gut health expert. And that's another reason why I also always go and refer to Julie, my gut health expert on my team, because it's imperative, right? Gut health is number one when it comes to regulating out your body, when it comes to being able to balance your hormones, when it comes to reducing inflammation and pain. It is important to optimize stomach acidity, digestive enzyme function, intestinal permeability, and to create a healthy gut microbiome environment in the colon and eradicate small intestinal bacteria or fungal overgrowth such as SIBO or SIFO, right? You might not know what exactly what they are, but these are important. We also are looking at how to address immune function with the focus of reducing inflammation, as I talked about, and eliminating exposure to food sensitivities or allergies, including things such as celiac disease. Optimizing the function of the intestinal barrier, such as healing leaky gut, is a key component to optimizing the functioning of the interface between the digestive and the immune system. Optimal immune function cannot be restored until we are dealing with the ethical barrier is healthy. Again. Everything is going to come from the gut, immune system, your mood, your serotonin levels, all of this stuff, your brain fog, fatigue, all is going to stem from the gut. So those ladies out there that have struggled with pain and fatigue of endometriosis for a long time have compromised the mitochondrial function. Thus, the antioxidant support, sleep support, and giving appropriate exercise is recommended for recovery. So it is imperative that you are reducing the amount of stress, getting a proper amount of sleep, making sure you're healing from the inside out so that your body is able to function the way it needs to be. Plus, if the brain is inflamed um, due to any kind of inflammation, reduced blood flow or anemia, any of these kind of things, it is important to support brain function. 
This can be done with making sure that you're getting plenty of sleep, that you're getting those circadian rhythms back in order, that you're turning off any blue light screen emissions by 8 p.m., that you're starting to eat more antioxidant-rich foods and taking an antioxidant supplement. Finally, optimal hormonal balance and the support of the liver is appropriate to metabolize the estrogen and is key to reducing the symptoms of endometriosis. So the two ways that your body is able to eliminate any of this excess estrogen levels is through your bowel movements and through liver support. So making sure that your liver is functioning well and making sure that you're getting plenty of fiber is key. There's tons of nutrition plans out there that I can recommend, including many of them that I have. There's lots of nutrient supplements, herbs, all these things that can help support optimal functioning of all of these systems. But first, we have to understand what is causing this depleted state in the first place. What are you eating? What are you doing? What are the things that are contributing to your inflammation, your toxic overload, the leaky gut, and other symptoms that can be um, systems that can be compromised? Thus, I always recommend going into an elimination diet, which is what my 28-day hormonal balance or reboot um, is all about, because we really need to get back to a baseline, finding out what exactly is causing the problems. So having an evidence-based pelvic pain self-assessment elimination diet for you, for you that helps with recreating this beautiful system where your digestive and your immune system and your liver is able to go through the detoxification process, be able to have that support, um, get anti-inflammatory foods into your system, things that are going to taste delicious, having a lot of support as far as doing other things that can support your body, such as dry brushing for elimination or doing Epsom salt baths, all this kind of self-care things from the outside and the inside together along with having a coach to guide you through that process is going to be pivotal for you to be able to feel a lot better. So that is just a little bit about how you can reduce the endometriosis pain that you are dealing with. But the big key is to always have some kind of a support system. There is a lot of emotional components that are related to the pain and fatigue that is associated with endometriosis pain. So having an emotional support system, having someone that's able to be in your circle, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a holistic health coach such as myself, that can understand what is going on, understand those triggers, and be able to help you emotionally go through those symptoms and be able to help your body to heal on all levels. That is what they are out here for. That is what we are out here for, to educate you, to be that resource, to be that listening ear so that you feel like your voice is finally heard so that you're able to get the help and the support that you need to have. So skill coaching, uh, coaches such as myself, we're here to help you really find that relief that you probably have been searching for for years. So healing endometriosis from the root requires a big overall approach, right? And it's a very personalized approach. So having a program such as a detox and then going into a more extensive um, program that will help you to really balance your hormones for the long term or get you in the route of becoming more fertile, that is what I am here for. That is what health coaches are out there for. So find someone that works well with what it is that you are looking to do. 
find that support system, making sure that you also have the doctors that are willing to listen to you and not just kind of write you off and tell you to get a hysterectomy or a surgery or whatever it may be, or get onto medications, which is often what ends up happening for a lot of ladies who are dealing with hormonal imbalances. Really make sure that you are listening to or have a doctor that is willing to listen to you and willing to advocate with you. So if that means that you have to go through a more uh, naturopathic route versus going through the MD or DO route, find those things. But there's doctors out there all over the place, gynecologists, um, internal medicine doctors, family practices that are now taking a more holistic functional medicine approach. Um, Chiropractors are out there too that are helping with these things. I um, have just recently interviewed a chiropractor, which we're going to have on a later show that talks a little bit more about this. So seek out those help, seek out those resources, seek out those people that are specializing in topics such as this. If you're dealing with endometriosis, make sure that you're working with someone who fully understands that and is going to be taking an overall approach to it and not just a quick fix approach. I hope you found this episode very helpful. If you like the information that is in this episode, and if you um, want to listen to some more in regards to women's hormonal health and women's health, so stay tuned because, again, you're going to be seeing a lot more topics like this that I'm going to be bringing up in 2020 because that's the direction in which I'm going to be taking the podcast. I'm super excited for some new announcements that are happening in 2020, um, and i love for you to continue to stay along this journey to better health and wellness with a strong focus on women's health because it's needed. It really, really is needed. So if this episode um, was informative for you, please do me a favor, head on over to wherever your listening device is. Um, So Google Play, Apple iTunes, leave a rating and review, and please share this with a friend that you think needs to hear this information, especially if you know someone that is suffering from endometriosis. Um, If you are someone that's suffering from it, maybe sharing it to some of the people in your support group, whatever it may be, so they can fully understand what is going on with your body. Because again, knowledge is power and sharing is caring. All right, everyone, I will see you all next week and enjoy the holiday season. I know we just finished with Thanksgiving and we're heading into Christmas. If you celebrate those or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it may be, I wish you a happy holiday season and see you all next week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore stuff and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.